welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me for the 36th time live on Facebook and Twitter for uh, the social media is Dave McKenzie. How are you? 36. 36. She's no I feel worn out. I, I think <laughs> I found my first grey hair the other day too. So I shaved it off though, as you can see. Uh, I am good. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm slightly disappointed, but I'm really proud as an Aussie for for of course Jai Hindley. Yeah, he was superb. I think you know we'll, we'll delve straight into it and the great performance that he did. But what a race we had! Absolutely, Tiago deserving winner in the end. Do you know deserving top deserving top three? Yeah, and then once we started this Giro uh, series. Uh, of live podcasts, we would have never, like, I dare to f- find anyone. Tell me you would have picked the top three, and I'll tell you you are lying. Even the winner. No just, one. Just the winner. And it's not that we don't think they're great cyclists, but, wow, what a what a, what a race we had. Grand Tours just give you so much. And yeah. the Giro, you know, credit where credit's due, it gave us a lot. Absolutely. So uh, leave us some comments uh, if you want to on, on how you've been enjoying at you know the Giro, the Vuelta, this particular program. Did you like it? What did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, there's a box below in the comments, either on Twitter or uh, Facebook. Feel free to uh, give us some comments. Yeah, because... the, the criticism box is full, so <laughs> you just give me time to empty it. But but we'll get another one ready. Don't worry. They won't um, have I, your... Well, I, what I do, I empty it into the incinerator. Is that, <laughs> should I tell them? That? Yeah, <laughs> but they all have your name. On it so that's uh, yeah, exactly. that's why you're doing that's it. why i keep burning them <laughs> anyway we've got a great winner after all uh it's been an incredible giro uh what do you make of him tell, tell oh, he's, he's well he was a star in the making yeah now he's a star now he is part of this this wave you know it wasn't a trickle it's now a wave of the next generation and they have suddenly it's like they've taken over in 2020 yeah so no, what what else can you say except that he he's you know he's the next he's another one to add to that list that we are you know lucky enough to see and the fans you are lucky enough to watch hopefully for the next five ten years. Yeah, absolutely, very very promising. Let's listen to Theo Gegenhardt, the winner of the Giro twenty twenty. Uh, bizarre to be honest. Um, yeah, not in my. Wildest dreams did I imagine that uh, this would be possible when we started almost a month ago in Sicily. Um, I think all of my career I've dreamt of trying to be top five or top ten maybe in a in a race of, of this stature. So this is something completely and utterly different to that and uh, I think this is going to take a long time to, to sink in. It's going to take a long time to sink in for him. You can see... Either he doesn't realise or he's still very, very humble. But do, or both of them. Yeah, I, I think it's both. both. I think it's both. And and we'll hear from some of the others soon as well. But it is. It's He's right. He's not mincing his words. And it's not that sort of um, cliche, you know. Yeah. It's not going to see. It hasn't sunk in yet. This is real. He did not believe he'd be standing on the top step. Not even when Garrett Thomas yeah. crashed out 
as his team leader. I don't think he even believed it then. Not that he didn't believe in himself. Mm-hmm. It's just not what he expected. Yeah, um, absolutely. He proved it, didn't he? Tell you what, let's relieve the moment in the bubble. So we are we were not allowed in the bus, but we were just outside the door of the bus. Let's relieve that moment once they realize Ian Osgonadir has just won the Giro 2020. Well, I've got to ask you now, haven't I? <laughs> your, your reaction? Well, yeah, we just watched it then and. Uh... Oh, we saw Tail did a, a great time trial now, and uh, wow. we just did the countdown. And uh, Chapeau to Sunweb and Jai, they were also there close, but yeah, we got it in the end and lost for words, really. But uh, yeah, as you can imagine. Just, just try and tell me what you're feeling right now for you and for the team after three weeks of a Grand Tour and you've done it. Yeah, I think we've done it with a rider that we knew had so much talent and we knew he had the capability. But to bring it out of him this soon, I think, uh, has just shown what we can do as a team and also also what Teo is capable of, that consistency over three weeks. And, you know, we adapted once G left and, yeah, I don't know, we were just in the race and also thanks, yeah, the Giro is such a special, beautiful race and uh, no, it's been an incredible journey for us and, yeah, has, has people won the stage? I think so, yeah. Philippe uh, Organa has won yes, the stage, yes. I think, as well. So, yeah, so seven stage wins as well. And, and also a really nice prize. We've won the team classification, so they're all going up to the podium now. So, beautiful right. day. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, beautiful day, beautiful, uh, beautiful tour for them. Uh, seven stages, he says, that's one third of all the stages of the Giro, which went to Ineos, and four of them went to Ghana. And just on that, no Chris Froome. Yep. No Garen Thomas. No, no Carapaz. He's mm-hmm. currently at the Vuelta, and we'll we'll talk about that. No Egan Bernal. Yeah. So none of the riders that you would have believed that would have potentially won the Giro this year were there. Absolutely. And they won seven. And and, and in a way, I, and I'm putting this question to you, but it felt like they were more free. Oh, they're, they're riding. They're they're attacking. The the way they behaved in the peloton uh, on the mountain just felt it's going to be stupid when we say, but like a bike race. Where before they were so robotic, so you know, well, well they got criticised, didn't they? They've, they've been criticised over the years, in more recent years, for sort of sterilising. And look, I'm guilty of that as well, because as someone now, and you're the same, working on the TV side yeah. mm-hmm. of the sport, we want it to be like dynamic, and we want you, the viewer, every stage to be on the edge of your seats, not a 200 kilometre stage where you've got Sky on the front or Ineos on the front, riding a tempo thwarts any attacks yep. and it does become a bit boring so what we've seen now is the new Ineos if you like and I think this could be a game changer not just because of the way they raced because of the way the tour has raced yep. of course with Pogacar it's these young guys 
they're throwing they're, it's almost like they're throwing a little bit of science out the window yeah which is a good thing it's a great thing absolutely let's look at some of the the stats from uh, Ineos but there's one that caught my eye uh they have uh, they brought five grand tour winners into their uh their team with there was Wiggins Thomas from Bernal and now Tao Gegenhardt. Uh, that's incredible for a team that is it's actually not that old when you think about it. Yeah, it's what is it, 12, 12 years 12 or something, years or something yeah. like but that. But five Grand Tours winners in, in 12 years. Yeah. Five I'm, different riders. Yeah, and and take nothing away. It's it's exceptional, obviously, uh, for all for all the right reasons. They are the biggest budget team, though, and their budgets, yeah. it hovers around 50, 60 million per year, per annum, but against w- the Mitchell and Scott of 15 million. That's not an excuse, by the way, but they put those lofty expectations on themselves yeah. and probably so do we, we as we as we critique they, or scrutinise them. They won 11 Grand Tours out of 32 they've entered. Yeah, it's nuts. A third. A third. Yeah, 30% so one, strike rate. Yeah, one a year. And oh, Grand Tours, they're different. It's totally different if you, if you suddenly in your head, you go, oh, well, let's look at my football team or – you know, how many games they win. It's in a closed-off circuit. Yeah. The stadium's the same. The ground's the same. Grand Tour varies, changes every day. 21 different stages. Right. The weather. The you know, weather. That good, and they've had their fair share of bad luck. Yeah, absolutely. They've had their fair share of bad luck. So it's, you know, to think that last year, Chris Froome was their man at the Tour yeah. de France, crashes out before the start. Garrett Thomas, it doesn't look like he's going to win. Bernal steps up. They yeah. still won. This year now with the Giro, same thing. So... Yeah. They've found a way. They've found a way. They're not just they're, – they're science and, yeah, maybe a little bit robotic at times, but when they have to, they find a way. So yeah. credit to them. We've got a good uh, comment from uh, Sharon. Also, a question or comment. Ron Dennis was the super domestic. Uh, what do you make of his performance? We, we have a, a little interview with him, a little comment, but what do you actually firstly make of his performance this year? Spot on, Sharon. Yeah, spot on. And, and look, it was, it was a few key stages where he, they needed him to step up. And he stepped up. He stepped up actually more probably than what they expected. He was brilliant. He was he was arguably on the two toughest climbing days, the Stelvio, of course, and the penultimate day, yeah. uh, the, the Sestria. He was arguably the strongest climber. Yeah. Well, you know, he, I mean, you know, we, he we were brilliant. not with them, but uh, you could see at some point where Rowan just would just start uh, leaving. Yeah. he started yeah. to, yeah. And then you could almost hear Theo going, oh, oh mate. <laughs> mate, just bring the watts down, down to 450 instead yeah. of 500 so we can keep up. They, they could not keep up with no, him. No, Rowan was, he was exceptional. Um, yeah, and and I'm really happy yeah. for Rowie. You know, we've talked about it enough the last 12 months. He's had some ups and downs. This is just... But, I, but when he's got some ups, he's oh, really good. Oh, yeah. He's, he, and, then, and that's that you want to see the best out of him. Absolutely. Athlete. Let's listen to uh, Rowan Dennis. It was a big goal. Oh, a big personal goal of mine to be a part of a, a Grand Tour winning team. And honestly, uh, if, if we're going to be completely blunt, um, when G crashed out, I thought, okay, maybe another Grand Tour. But Teo, he's been absolutely amazing. So he's made a... He's achieved or helped me achieve one of the goals that I, I've set out to do um, in my career, and I couldn't be happier for him. That's Rowan. Uh, Dennis, uh, quick question here from uh, Peter. How much uh, did Rowan Dennis help Jai Inley? Zero percent. Zero. I think we're being sarcastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, no, imagine, it's if, imagine if Jai had Rowan. Imagine if anyone had Rowan in his team. Oh. Is it is the engine? Yeah, yeah. He was he was superb. And it was really nice what he said there about Teo helped him achieve yeah. 
one of his goals. And of course, that's just to be on a team that that won a grand tour. So yeah. John Torero says, uh, Rowan, what is the difference? Yeah, Actually, yeah, Rowan... John's absolutely right. I agree. He was on those key days because that's where the race absolutely. really mattered. Yeah. Tao produced the goods in the TT. No, no one could help him there, yeah. nor Jai, but the two key stages that mattered. But Rowan, was the Rowan brought Jai and, and, uh, and Teo at the same level on yeah. the last day yeah. and then Teo had to deliver That's on right. the last day. Yeah. You know? yeah. uh, talking about uh, Ineos again, um, G, what do you think he's thinking right now? He'd have mixed emotions. He'd absolutely be wrapped. I think I saw him post, you know, he's a pro and he's a star and as class. He's wrapped for the team. He's wrapped yeah. for Teo. But he turns 35 next May, Karen Thomas. You've got Egan Bernal. Yeah, the roster is pretty You've got Richard Carapaz, <laughs> who's won the Giro. He's looking pretty damn good at the Vuelta. He's just gone into the red. We'll get to that shortly. And Teo Gagenhart, who has sort of stepped up a lot quicker than what they probably expected or hoped yeah. for. So suddenly... Where does Garrett Thomas fit? I'm, I'm answering your question with a question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another question. Frau Curley, uh, do you think he can stay at Ineos? If if not, where could he fit? And slash, what if Israel startup comes knocking and want to ref we make that pair from G? I love your thinking. Mm. I like your thinking. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't know where his contract's at. I'm presuming he's still under contract. Yeah. Uh, so buyouts happen. Yeah. And if there was probably a team that would do it, might do it, or have the money, it's Israel. Yeah. So I like it. But it but it does beg the question now, he won't go, I wouldn't think, next year. He, he will not go to a grand tour, I don't think, as an outright leader. The only reason he will is if they send Bernal, Teo, Carapaz, they double them up at the Tour de France okay. and the Giro, and they say to G, okay, we feel for you again because you crashed out. We're going to give you the Vuelta or we're going to give you the Giro sole yeah. leadership because these guys won't be there. Yeah, That's the only way. But that's that's the only way, yeah. If they He'll go have full, sole leadership. If they go full gas on the Tour and then... And they are. They're going to go full gas at the Tour. We imagine, know that. And they're going, <laughs> one of those guys is going to be a joint leader, probably Carapaz and Bernal. Yeah. Imagine that roster. Head. Imagine that roster. Yeah, it's a it's a tough call. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, Theo is not under contract with Ineos yet next year. He's not. He's not. The contract has not been signed yet, so he's out of contract with uh, Ineos coming to 2021. I mean, the They'll, chances are that he's uh, going to be an Ineos uh, fighter next year. Surprise, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if over the, uh, a few bottles of Chianti yeah. in Milan last night. The, <laughs> the pen was pulled out. Yeah, party went, come on, yeah. Come on, mate. And they've just put two extra zeros now, on the contract. If you're, if you're Teo's manager, okay, what would you do now? Because there's Ineos. We know Teo has been with the Sky slash Ineos since the beginning. I mean, we also, it's been documented, but uh, Teo was there at the launch of Sky, dreaming as a mm, kid to join kid. that team. He went to the Axel team and then now the Ineos training camp now won a Grand Tour for them. How much loyalty does he have for this, for this team? Or someone like Bahrain comes knocking with dollars. Yeah. And well, they got could, Rod could, Ellingworth, ex yeah. Sky. Could make him he a bit stays. more. He, he stays. stays. Well, it's, you know, winners are grinners. And when you're winning, everybody loves you. So he's English, remember? He's a Brit. At the moment, you've got Bernal, Colombian. Catapaz, Ecuadorian, that's the next two big hopes from that squad in terms of GC. 
Teo, Teo now can cement his place there. I'd be signing a three-year contract and I'd be getting as much money as I can okay. for it. He's happy. He's, unless there's something we don't know, but the writing's on the wall. He's pretty happy where he is, yep. I think. So okay. I don't, you, it'd have to be a big, big call to leave. And if you leave, there are no guarantees that you are going to produce it again, whereas you've got more, you're going to have more confidence at Ineos that you'll produce it again. So if you are Teo's manager, you tell him to stay. I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, what? Let's talk about Jai. Let's talk about uh, yeah, uh, Sunweb. Yeah, we have to. Uh, we, uh, you know, what what did you make of of their performance? That's just showing them uh, on the reckon riding. Uh, we can definitely see the different in size. Uh, that yeah, with Jai Alderman and Jai. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what, did you, what did you make of this whole going into the TT and and their performance and Jai performance at the TT? Oh, look, Jai's performance was pretty good. It was probably where we expected it to be. The reality is Kelderman only beat Taya Gagenhart by about three seconds yeah. in the TT. So Gagenhart lifted just a little bit extra, probably suited him a bit more. He's a bit more broader, bigger sort of a guy. So a bit more powerful on the flat TTs. If it was a hillier TT, Jai might've actually held Tao, yeah. you know, a bit closer. But at the end of the day, I think, I think as a team, we'll get to Jai more specifically in a sec, but as a team, I think Sunweb did everything they could do. You can debate and argue that Jai should have waited for Kelderman or he should have attacked Tao more. If he could have attacked more, he would have won. He could have lost more time. He could have lost more time. And that day, if I can just say, that day, the Stelvio day, when he followed, Kelderman lost big ground and he had 30 or 40 kilometres on yep. his own. Jai also acted as a lead weight to the two out in front, being Rowan and Teo. So he was always there. And in the back of Teo Gagenhart's mind, he's like, Jai's fresh. I've just got to save a little bit in the bank. Whereas if he had have sat up and gone back to Kelderman, yeah. Teo would have worked full gas with Rowan and they potentially would have taken more time. Yeah, so I agree. And and we can we can we could debate that mm-hmm. as many times over as we want. In the end, I think their tactics were really good. And they're just beaten by a better guy and a better yeah, team. Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Jai Hindley. I accept that and I regret nothing. Were you informed of the time gaps? Yeah, I was. Uh, I did ask to uh, to receive the the time checks, and I knew I knew what was happening, but <laughs> there was nothing I could do. I was going. Uh, I was going my hardest, and yeah, like I said, I put it all out there. Three weeks ago, you probably didn't think that you would end up on the podium in Milan, Piazza Duomo. What do you make of this deal? Yeah, it's uh, it's still pretty pretty hard to believe. Of course, I'm disappointed that I, I couldn't win it today, but yeah, I'm super proud with how how the team rode and how I rode the past three weeks. And yeah, it's uh, hopefully hopefully it's just the beginning. Is this a breakthrough in your career? Yeah, I think so. I. Yeah, this is for sure my my best performance ever, and yeah, hopefully it's uh, the step in the in the direction of things to come. Is the Giro the race you want to come back to for winning? Oh, yeah, I would love to come back. I love this race, and yeah, it, it's uh, it's brutal, but it's also beautiful. And it's brutal and it's beautiful. Let's. Re- Remember, Jai also won the Aerolson Tour this year. He started 2020 by winning the Aerolson Tour. And so is he, that top it, do you think? I don't know if it's stopping <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, John Traorero, what do you think? <laughs> but, uh, that's that close, yeah. <laughs> but now, let's look at it this way. He's starting the year with winning 
a tour, the Grand Tour, the, yeah. the Erolson Tour here, and he's finishing second on the Giro at the end of the year. So 2020, with all the rubbish that has happened, he's for him, super. not bad. Yeah, it's more better than not yeah. bad. And look, you just listen to the way he speak, and you know it was so good to have Jess Allen on yeah. yesterday, yeah. Uh, who's known Jai since he was you know wee high, six years old. And she said he's just such a down-to-earth kid and uh, or man now, mm-hmm. young man we can say. And that will carry him, that part of him off the bike, that mentality, that will carry him a long way in his career as well. So, so that, that second place today is the making of something much bigger for John. Oh, I think so. I think so. I, I hope so because uh, I think we can see. Yes. Yeah. Like we can, you know, we've... We've, t- we've talked about the, the Aussies. We keep saying, who's the next Aussie? Yeah. We saw Cadell. Richie is at the tail end of his career. We know he's incidentally going to Ineos as well. So who's the next GC guy? We talk about the Jack Hags, um, Lucas Hamilton from Mitchelton. We hadn't really, we don't talk about some of these other guys. And Jai Hindley is now one of those. And there's a few more, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. They're going, they're going yeah. to be inspired by him and do the same. Let's talk about Sunweb as a, as a whole as well, because their year 2020 is borderline amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. If, I, if I can say, hundred percent. They've had they had a great twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, they have. The, they've won a you know quasi quasi monument in Flesh Wallone with Mark yeah. Hershey, three stages at the tour. But even they've even done the, everything, even the team itself. But well, we know Kelderman is moving on. Yeah. Uh, but we also know Barde is moving in, uh, and they've got Hershey in that team. They've got Jai Hindley. I mean, that outfit start to design be designed pretty great for next year. Oh, what they is, could do next year. They are the team that produce, deliver big yeah. time. And, we, you know, we've got to talk to a couple of their personnel. And, of course, I know Luke Roberts. He's as solid as a rock. Uh, their next year is suddenly super exciting for them. And tell me Roman Bardet I know. <laughs> won't be excited by this. He will be he will be chomping at the bit, I think, for a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. And a new change. And he said that. He said he needed a new change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's going to be, uh, I think... The team one, the team, if not the team to watch out next year. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Wilco Kelderman. Uh, so he finishes on the podium third. Let's have his reaction. Uh, just to show the best of myself. Uh, yeah, I want to finish it off in a good way. And uh, I was really motivated to do a good result today. And uh, actually went also pretty good. But uh, yeah, still we uh, we lost the year on the last day. And that's just disappointed. But... In the end, I'm super happy with the podium. And personally, are you disappointed? You have had uh, Malia Rosa very close to the end, but no win at the end? Uh, I'm super happy with the result, but now it's just a bit disappointed that we couldn't finish it off. But in the end, if I say up front that it will be on the podium in the Giro, then uh, I will sign for it. So I'm super happy with the podium here. And uh, when I'm home next week, then... uh, I will think about it and will be super proud and happy. So it was Wilco. Uh, Kelderman, you mentioned that uh, wearing the pink, being on the podium for Jai so early in his career could change the path of, of his performance in the a, in a, in a future. Someone like him, Wilco Kelderman, he's been around a little bit and he's, he's still in his prime. He's moving on to Bora uh, next year. But this experience of being on the podium of the Giro, wearing the Mayorosa for one day, what does that do to him? It's massive for Wilco Kelderman. Um, he, about four or five years ago, he, he broke into the top 10, top five, I think. It was either the Giro or maybe even the Tour. He was the next big thing. Yeah. And then he sort of had a couple of years. He just had injury and just things didn't go his way. And people started to write him off. 
and we, I guess we all did in a way, say he's good, but he's probably not going to challenge on the podium at a Grand Tour yep. again. Well, he's just done it and he's proven us all wrong. And they're the stories I love because now he'll be Boyd going into 2021. Yeah, but it's moving into Bora. We know Bora, it's Sagan, it's Team Sagan. There's also Schachmann, in it, another German. Yeah. So what would be his role at Bora? Well, he's GC. He's a GC guy. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's, yeah, there, no, there's options there. There's options there. Uh, Bookman as well. You said Shackman. Yeah, Bookman. Bookman. Yeah, yeah, no, but you're right about Shackman. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They've got some great riders and Bookman's the other one. So, no, he, he will have an opportunity, 100%, um, Kelderman. And now, and Bora, by the way, they were signing him anyway. Yeah. So now that we're saying, well, actually, we're <laughs> going to re-look at your schedule for next year and maybe change your goals a little bit. Yeah, because, but let's not change the fee. Yeah, yeah, we'll get the fee the same. Get but we'll the fee the same. Squeeze more out of you because that's what we do in professional cycling. We don't pay you more. We just squeeze more out I'm of you. I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> no, but it's look. It's I'm I'm really happy for him. And yeah. and you could see the way he said. I loved how he said. If you had told me at the start a day in the Maglia and on the podium, I'd sign for it. Yeah. So I think that's really nice. You know, that's... But we'll only realize that next week, not now. Yeah. So he's a bit disappointed yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Bling, Michael Matthews. Yeah. What do you think he's thinking today, sitting on his uh, in, in his place where, wherever he lives? Um, would you think, could he have make a difference for Jai being that extra man, being that extra person in the team in okay. the end? He makes that much difference. Not as much of a difference as Rowan because okay. Rowan. I was going to ask that better. if you compare Rowan's impact, not having with, him there, yeah, is that hurts. You know, you lose a man, you're one man down, 100%. It affects the team, and he's an Aussie, and and Jai would have sort of relied on him. I, I think we asked him mm -hmm. about that really early on in the piece. Um, he'd be disappointed he's not there to celebrate with them, you know. And I saw he in tweet overnight. He was really proud of Jai, and yeah. So he, I think, he's just. Yeah, he'd be spewing. He's not. But again, he's moving on, though. He's moving on to a different team. Yeah. Different outfit. We know where he's going. Mitchelton Scott or Mitchelton whatever. They, Bianchi. Bianchi yeah. Mitchelton's, uh, you know, Maybe, whatever they're yeah. going to be called. Back exchange. Yeah. What uh, is but, it, John, if you're watching? Yeah, John, if what, you're watching. What is, that? what is that? Have you got the official name for us? <laughs> uh, so Mitchelton something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, do you think he's, he, I mean, is he missing out? Do you think he's missing out or he's already moved on? No, he's okay. He'll be okay with it. Yeah. Um, but I, no, I think Michael's been really mature this year. You know, he got he got left off the TDF squad. Yep. And, and, and he, he just copped it on the chin. He said, of course, I'm disappointed. The team has other plans. He didn't get all head up. And yep. he, he and, and even though he probably could have because he was leaving at the end of the year, he didn't. He just got on with the mm -hmm. job. And then he's, you know, got COVID at the Giro, had to withdraw. So he's he's still managed to have a couple of victories, though. Yeah. So he's actually seasoned. He's for a season well. that was yeah. limited, it hasn't yeah. been all doom and gloom for Michael. So, mm -hmm. no, I think... I think he's coming of age and I'm excited to see him back at Mitchell and yeah, I, absolutely. Think, I think potentially they're going to get the best out of him. Yeah, I hope in his so. Career. I hope so. Yeah. Let's have a look at the, the ranking of the, the final ranking of uh, the Giro. Incidentally, Nibali is seventh. Yep. And looking at the statistic, it's the worst results for the Italians ever. Worst ever? Ever. They've never had a such uh, a low ranked. Really, uh, finishing as the first Italian. So, what, what, what was the be, worst? Be, before that was fifth with Pozzo Vivo two years ago? 
Wow. Uh, so that that oh. is, that is not a good year for Italian so cycling. As do, you, do you reckon? Do you reckon the um, Italian press will jump on this? They have. I reckon they <laughs> that, will. What do you think? I got my yeah. statistics. <laughs> no, the French. You've been watching some of the French coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, what did they say actually? Well, they, they said that exactly. <laughs> did they? Were they criticising it? No, or because they... it's all about Demar. You know, yeah, okay. so Demar. Yeah. Demar won the sprinter jersey, third French rider to win the sprinter jersey in the history after Jalabert and Buani. And, and and the record with Bernardino yeah. for the most stage wins Absolutely. as a Frenchman. In, uh, in but, the Giro. but you know, we have to remember for Italian cycling as well, Ghana's won four stages. And there must be other Italians that won stages in there as well, which I didn't make account of. But, it's uh, quite ironic, isn't it? An Italian wins four stages, rides for an English team that wins the bike race. Yeah, and exactly. Yet the Italians have their worst year in GC. 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's given us a lot, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's if we look back at, uh, at this uh, at this GC, so of course, Theo Gegenhardt is in the lead, Jai Hindley. Only 39 seconds. Yeah. That's a very uh, well, small margin. Well, that's effectively margin. what he lost in the TT. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Wilco Kelderman is a minute 30. Joe Almeida, fourth. Uh, he had a great tour. We said this before, oh, but he had a great tour. Well, he's the next He's the next challenge. He's one of the challenges, isn't he, yeah. of this next generation. Comes out of that same development squad. It's like they grew them on trees uh, out of America. Yeah. But he, he's exciting, and he will he'll be hungry. Oh, mate, he'll be like, I want to be on that step. I want to be challenging these guys, yeah. you know, deep into the third week. Absolutely. And to conclude on the Giro, uh, we always had the uh, the news. Uh, Adam Enson is yes. uh, retiring. Yes. That was his last tour. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm disappointed we never got a chance to to get Adam on the show or get even some words from him. So, Adam, if you are watching or Adam's family or friends, mate, well done. You have had a stellar career. Absolutely. And that that tweet. Um, from Thomas de Ghent, you know, one of the hard men of a sport, really um, talking up Adam Hansen because he is he's such a he's such a gentleman off the bike. Uh, we know what he's done: stage win in the Vuelta, stage win in yep. the Giro, both solo victories, in fact, and uh, and he I think he held the record for the most consecutive Grand Tours consecutively over so many years. But more than that, he's been an incredible teammate on a, on a numerous teams. Mm -hmm. um, some of the riders that he's Written for you know Mark Cavendish back in the yeah, HTC yeah. yeah. days, uh, of course, a lot of amazing, Sindel. yeah. Good so, carry. well done, well done, Adam Hansen, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the Vuelta because the Vuelta the is Vuelta. on uh, as well. We're still uh, going. <laughs> I, wa I was complaining yesterday that oh, stage six is not going to be a great stage because they got Tourmalet off and. What a brutal stage it was. You're that the, classic, the, you're the that classic couch peloton, aren't you? Yeah, I bet you had the heater on last night too. Uh, and the hoodie on. Like <laughs> hoodie it was on. cold. What did you have? in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I had it on. <laughs> but heating, heating was on, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, what a stage. Yeah. And was, the weather. The weather. So remember what Kunda Court said. Yeah. A couple of things. I said, how, how different will this be? 18 days, wrong time of the year or different time of the year. And he said, you know, this will be different, that'll be different, and the weather, it won't be hot. He said it's actually already quite cold. Yeah. It was freezing. You could. I saw Carapaz when they showed him behind the scenes getting ready to collect the jersey. He was shivering. Yeah. Moments <laughs> after crossing the line on a summit finish, I think it was a 14, 15-kilometer yeah. mountain. Yeah, it didn't matter that we didn't have the Tourmalet, as iconic as it is and would have been so good to see it. Imagine how it would have been with that weather. Oh, they would have had to put snow chains on yeah, the place. <laughs> yeah, it was. They might uh, actually, in the end, have to divert it as well because the weather. Could yeah, have yeah, been too it would have, it, yeah, so it would have been a in disaster. The end, what, probably. What, what it was, it was. And anyway, yeah. Uh, won that stage. Yeah, Yoni Zagera. He's uh, for a team of starter. He was brilliant, I thought. And look, he's been brilliant. He's won. I think he's won Grand Tour stages now in all three. I 
think I'm correct in saying that, Giro Vuelta. And, of course, I'll never forget that one in the tour. I think it was the penultimate stage on a rain-soaked road. He descended like a rock. So he likes weather. Oh, yeah. He produces the goods. (laughs) Yeah, that was a a big victory for him. Rob Power. Yep. Another Aussie. Fourth Sunweb deserves a big mention as well. Fourth on the stage. He was -hmm. was super overnight and no doubt inspired uh, by his teamy uh, Hindley, absolutely. Um, so the, Car- the Carapaz grabs the the red jersey. The, the yep. leader. We'll we'll have a look at the uh, the rankings after that. But uh, let's talk about Chavez first. Uh, how is he doing? He's doing good. He's doing good. Look, he sits in eighth place overall, two o two down. Remember, he lost about a minute twenty yep. when he had that mechanical or a flat, in fact, and had to do two bike changes early on in the race. So he's only effectively lost forty seconds. Okay, since the race began. He lost a few seconds overnight, but freezing cold. I don't think he likes it that cold. He's better in the warmer weather. So, now he is well in with a fighting chance. Let's listen to Esteban Chavez. It was pretty tough one, hard, cold every day, but we we are really in top of the clothing with the guys. Look after Mikel, look after me, and we arrive at the end with the best guys. We try to move early, like 5K to go with Mikel. Other guys were we're still on GC top 10, so this is really really nice. Arrived to the rest day in this position. We looking forward for the next two weeks, and we going obviously day by day. That was Esteban Chavez. Actually, just a side question: We got uh, Kuji Friskin asking a quick question. Changing from Scott to Scott to Bianchi, is it good? Is it bad? Is it going to change anything? Going, no, back to, going back to the brand. Yeah, no, the, good the... good question. Um, I don't think so because Bianchi's such a, you know, been such a big bike brand in the industry for so long. They'll have it all sorted. They've already obviously been um, supporting Yama Visma for quite a number of years. It'll be a pretty smooth transition, but now they'll look to go, right, how can we improve again with a team like Mitchelton? And yeah. likewise, within the squad, management, they'll say, right, how can we now, you know, tweak it and make it even better? So I think, yeah, I think it's an exciting relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's have a look at the rankings of the uh, Vuelta. Uh, so Richard Carapaz is in the lead. Uh, let's have a quick look at the race. We've got McCarthy, uh, sorry, John Carty that is second. Dan Martin is in first. But Primoz yeah, but Roglic, Dan Martin's riding well. Yeah, yep. but Primoz Roglic, he lost the jersey. Yeah, he's not done and dusted. I, I think this is good for the race and as a spectator because now instead of at the Tour, we saw Roglic leading, leading, defending, defending, defending yep. in the yellow. We saw it early on at the Vuelta. Now we now he has to attack at some stage if he's got the legs. So I think this is going to mix it up and Jumbo Visma as a team have to change their tactic. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's such early days, yeah, I know. Absolutely. But I think it makes it good. Look, one other thing to mention there, Valverde, what is he, ninth, 10th? Uh, yeah, Valverde is 10th. He's 10th overall. you got his teammate, Enrique Mas, the new gun sensation. I'm going to make a big call here. I think Movistar need to cut Valverde. Uh, are you mad? No, I'm not mad. Do you know the boss is watching? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Do you know she loves oh, Alejandro? No. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Come on. That's true. Our producer but, loves uh, Alejandro Valverde. <laughs> Who doesn't? But, but why, why, he can't, why? 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 He can't. Yeah, I'll say why. He's a, he's a legend. And I love the guy too. He can't sacrifice himself fully okay. for the team. And it's because he is so good. But what's the point of Alverde finishing 10th overall? True. He, 
he should be absolutely so sacrificing himself for Enrique Mas. So you said he yeah. didn't do it with Quintana. Yeah. Okay. We we, we saw that triangle, you know, yeah, with Lander, Quintana. They've got it. I think they need to cut Valverde, and they need to they need to absolutely re throw the pieces in the air at that team. Not start again. Or on Mas. Oh, absolutely. And they're getting so, around us. But I think if Valverde leaves, everything will change. You think it creates too much of a Valverde bubble? Yes. There's too yes. much of a Valverde atmosphere? Yeah, I think it's time. And I'm not saying he should retire. He, he'll find another team. Someone will Israel, they're buying everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My theory, they're buying everyone. Exactly. So. <laughs> and he'll finish 10th in the Tour de France for the next three years, probably at the age of 44. Yeah. But I think it's time. Yeah. I think every, all good things come to an end, and I think it's time for Valverde to go. Okay. And on the last note, Carapaz, is he riding like a, a true Vuelta champion? We know he won the Giro last year in style. We can say he won it in style. Yeah. Uh, is he taking the lead here on the uh, the Vuelta in the rankings uh, like a true champion? Can you ride this home? He is. It's a long way to go and so much can happen. But he, look, he was good at the Tour de France, wasn't he? Yeah. He was excellent at the yeah. Tour de France. And they, you know, everything got shook up in the air for them. And he'd already sacrificed himself there early on for yeah. Bernal. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think now we're going to see the real form that Carapaz sort of has had in 2020. It's going to be on display. and. Yeah, so he's shaping up to be a massive fight between Primoz Roglic and Carapaz. Yeah, and a few more. And Dan a few Martin. More into, yeah. Dan, Dan Martin is as <laughs> tough as nails, mate. He, he would have finished yesterday, Dan Martin. True Irishman would have said, that's not cold. Yes, no. Give me, that's take not another wet. five degrees off. <laughs> that's not wet. So, <laughs> And I'm sort of half serious. Dan Martin, do not write him off. Okay. Yeah. Could he win this? Yeah, why, of course yeah. he can. He's right there. He's in the mix. What a year would that be? 2020. Oh, that'd be a brilliant. You know, I'd, get, loved, I'd love to see Dan Martin yeah, win. Like, imagine this. We we walk away from 2020's calendar. Mm. We've got Pogacar as the, the Tour de France winner, Theo Gegenhardt as a Giro winner, and Dan Martin as the Vuelta winner. You, you could you not. No one could have picked <laughs> three winners. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what absolutely. happens a long time ago. Uh, stage 7 is uh, not on tonight because it's the rest day tonight. So it will be on tomorrow on SBS. Check out your local guides to uh, find out at what time. 160 kilometers uh, for this stage. Laps, they're doing a couple of laps? Yeah, they're, they're doing the, the same climb twice. Category one, it's not brutal, but the top of the second time comes 16 kilometers from the finish. So it's classic Vuelta. It's classic yeah. Vuelta. They they give exciting stages. Uh, so it's it's on, not tonight, of course. There's no cycling tonight on SBS. It's tomorrow night uh, where the Vuelta starts again. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that, yes, you can subscribe or, or listen to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central. Or you can, of course, log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer and the Zwift app and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.